Hey, Chris Manning here from Locked on Cavs. Coming up on today's show, Evan and I are doing our first big board. Uh, we're going to do a green room later in the week as well. Probably talk through some of this, but we did a big board live. We didn't consult before. We just went through it, figured out who we like from one to about seven or eight in this draft for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and uh, and kind of had had some disagreeing opinions towards the back end of it. I'm sure you guys can all guess the top three. I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join Evan and I this week, probably Wednesday evening, it looks like, to get in on the action. Cavs need a three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. Knocks it down. Ground. Here goes Okoro to the bucket. And oh my, Okoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go. Here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton chased by Hill. Off to Stevens. Oh my. 45 ticks to go. That shot is blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that Harden pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs for Allen. Oh, look out. There you go. That's called team ball right there. Evan, did you have a good 4th of July? I did. Um, I did. I'll just put it that way. I did. Uh, we're recording this the day before the fourth. Let's just say how the sausage is made. So yeah. may the fourth be with you, Chris. And, wow. Um, Try to set it up as we're not. We're recording. Yeah, but we're we're recording a little ahead of time. Uh, we both have some stuff going on over the holiday weekend, so we just want to you know get ahead of this and uh, mm-hmm. talk about what we're doing here. But what we're gonna do today is a little cab specific uh, big board. We're gonna end up naming like six, maybe seven prospects. We are going to kind of debate this in real time because we have not talked about like what our boards look like. I assume are those you Stephen A. or my Max Kellerman. I think you know. I don't think we're as like sticky as that. Mm, is the thing debate. right? So you're saying you're more Skip Bayless because you embrace no. debate? No, I'm not embracing debate. What I'm saying is that like we don't have like I don't have like the pro I don't have the the ability to do the pro wrestling style like like bit making that they do. Yeah, we could try. I I don't have it in me. <laughs> that's that's fair. I am that's I am fair. too just like wired to just be a street shooter. Um. Okay, so Evan, I think we got. We'll start at number one on the big board. I I'm gonna just. Well, oh, I, we're gonna get. We're gonna go top to bottom, or you want to go in reverse? Well, order? you tell me. We haven't even discussed this. Where do you want to start? Um, I think top is easier. Yeah, let's do top. Um. And then we'll work our way down because we might have some interesting disagreements towards the end of our big board. We're going cast specific, right? Yes. Like that's what yeah. I play by around. Okay, because Kate Cunningham, for those wondering, is not going to be in this discussion well, well, because well, Cleveland's... Well, okay, so here's the thing. I didn't rule him out because I think we should include like actual number one, not like who we presume will be there at three. I think we should just kind of... Oh, okay. Well, yeah, my board is based on who will be available at three, so I'll just put Kate at the top. Well, let's just, so this is, this is, let's just say Kate is number one. I'm submitting him as name number one, and we're going to, like, ride with that. Okay. Right? I, I don't think, yeah. do you disagree? No, no, I do not. Okay. Kate, Kate is the, without a doubt, number one pick of this draft class. Yeah. Okay, so number two. Um, I think the answer is Evan Mobley, but I think we need to discuss him versus Jalen Green. We do need to discuss him versus Jalen Green, and you and I are both in the same order for our big board so far. Um, 
when it comes to Evan Mobley, I I know I keep I sound like a broken record, but Chad Ford joined me for the Locked On Live show, and he said if Cade Cunningham wasn't in this draft class, Evan Mobley would be without a doubt the number one prospect in this draft class. And he said the term you know, and I agreed with him. The term unicorn is kind of overused and overblown, but Evan Mobley has a lot of those unicorn intangibles where he is a stretchy big man who can play the four and eventually the five has shades of chris bosh who was a phenomenal player at his apex especially with miami if you don't know look it up and then has some touches of anthony davis too but those are also unrealistic expectations to put that on a 18 19 year old Um, even bosh is like bosh is all-time really great player whose career career ended like very unfortunately yeah yes and but Mobley intrigues the hell out of me, and I like big men that can do a little bit of everything. He can operate out of the short roll, and he can pass. He can he looks for open teammates, but he his potential assists you need to look at at USC because he didn't have the best competition or teammates, I should say. Um, he has the ability to be a floor stretcher. He defensively is a fen- phenom. He is a rim protector through and through, and um, he has the ability to switch on the perimeter as well. I know there's a lot of hand wringing over him being able to switch on the perimeter, but I don't see the huge deal here. Um, Evan Mobley is a player you could build your franchise around. Evan Mobley has the potential to be one of the best players in this draft class. Um, I'm just intrigued to see where he goes, and I really like his fit with Cleveland, uh, short-term and long-term, and I'm all in on Mobley, and I'm all in on Green, too, but I like Mobley a touch more just because of the potential. Yeah, I where I get really intrigued by Green and where I like could see you taking him at two, even if I think Mobley ends up kind of being the option, is like, I, just, I just think like wings are just... Like the way the the way to drive in the league, like you could build really really good teams with an Embiid or Giannis or someone like that as like your primary guy, and I think there's going to be like a zag at some point, and like it, it's probably going to be player driven versus like a front office guy sort of well, like picking this. We're, we're kind of seeing the shift, like with big men becoming useful again because they're obsolete. Okay, but, I, but I'm ta- I'm, but I'm not talking about useful. I'm talking about like leading your team, right? Like I well, like look at look at Denver. They're okay, but I'm, but I'm saying big. there are unicorns. That's why I'm saying it's player driven. You gotta let you gotta let me finish. You gotta let me finish. I I know. Yeah, I'm just let me finish. The way this works is like if you get I think if you get like the right kind of guy, Embiid. I think Giannis. I think Jokic is another great example. I think AD in some ways is this, even though like LeBron is. What about is, what about Bam? I think Jimmy's just kind of the perimeter creator on that team is the thing, right? Like, mm. but and what what I think you get with these teams and Cleveland might end up being an interesting fit with Mobley just because like I think they have pieces whether it's Garland Sexton, um, I think Okoro has like a defensive pairing with him is really interesting. Like, there's stuff you can do that can supplement him. I also just don't. I am also am just convinced that the, the the talking to people in the league and people that cover the league that are smarter than me about this, they think Allen and, and Mobley can play together, and I'm willing to like give that a year or two before. And I think that could be like a really interesting zag if Kobe Alvin wants to do it. So I think Mobley is the answer at two, even if like the the way I think like have the cleanest way to build a really good roster is like have like the big scoring wing who can do a lot of primary creation. Um, it just is easier that way just because it fun- it ends with just functioning a little better that way. But, like, I, I think you could do some real interesting stuff with Mobley and build, like, a real interesting roster. And, like, you know, if Darius Garland mm-hmm. hits, like, a real interesting peak, for example, like, you, you have something really special there in terms of, like, a bunch of different ways to attack. And, like, I don't think that's, like, a bad thing. I mean, like, you can, you yeah. can do interesting stuff. And it, d- it depends on your coach, too. I think you need the right inventive coach. And that's, like, a question if you take Mobley and then it's, like, two, three years from now, like, how that shakes out. We'll see. Um, but I like again, like I think at three, like they're just in a good spot where like I think if Mobley's like two 
and then green is like my two like B or two C. I think like I, I think like they're in a good spot to get a really really interesting prospect at three. So I I kind of think mm-hmm. like it's it's pretty clear the top three for me for the Cavs is like pretty clear. And I don't yeah. is there any name Evan before we go into break that you think could that you would even put close to this top three? Because I don't have anyone that I'm intrigued enough by. I have a as a distant three well three so yeah Mobley is two a green is two b for me as three it's a somewhat distance but it, it could gain traction based on how workouts go and if i can see some more footage of him but scotty barnes intrigues the hell out of me okay that's and, a, i think that's a, a name we should talk about in depth um after the break can we talk about let's talk about green for one more second um yeah do you would you have like concerns like we've talked a lot of, i think the discussion about fit has been like mostly centered around like Mobley and Allen as a fit. Do you have concerns about Green as a fit with the Cavs in any way? Uh, no, not really, because you know my stance on drafting the Cavs: take the best player available, don't look back, and then you figure out where th- these players necessarily fit in the grand scheme of the rebuild. Once you have a better idea of who they are as they grow, and um, Jalen Green is raw as hell. He's going to need some time to season off, probably and marinate off the bench for the Cavs, and then eventually maybe take over that starting role. He's not big enough to play the three right out the gates. He's more of a two, but if he adds some weight, adds some size to him, he can play the three. And then it's interesting because, like you said, he's a big body shot creator, and that's something the Cavs really need. And he can be an initiator on the offense as well. Like he has a lot of interesting intangibles and flashes of potential, and the Cavs can't be too particular when it comes to it. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, before we go on a break, I want to shout out Matthew Delavadova for making the Australian national team. Uh, his third Olympics for Team Australia. So good for Delhi. If you're listening right now, make yourself some hot, fresh avocado toast and 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 salute Delavadova. Are you an avocado toast guy, Evan? Um, I've had it before. I think it's good, but I'm just like, yeah. I've had it, you know. Yeah. It's not like it's not like the end of the world. like. Oh my god, you know what I'm craving? Avocado toast. Yeah, it's in my bre- It's in my breakfast rotation. I get that. It's it's the good kind of fat, and yeah, deli's a health nut. So if it but, works, it works, I guess. Yeah, a lot of everything bagel seasoning on there as well to kind of really make it go. But Evan, we're gonna take a break, uh, pay some bills, and we'll be right back to talk about Scotty Barnes. Available this week only, July 6th through the 9th, get the new Bilt Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? Well, this Bilt Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without all of that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 5 grams of sugar. I We got a sample box of these. They were awesome. Cannot recommend them enough, especially if you love the mint brownie flavor. There's other great flavors as well, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, and cookies and cream. My favorite flavor of all of those might be the coconut. It's been in my rotation for a while now, but if you haven't tried all of the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. These the Bill Bars have great macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 108 calories, only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Also, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's pretty neat. All right, we're back. Evan, uh, let's talk about, I, I think we're going in the same direction here, but I, I, I think the question is, 
Well, we've been we've been we've been talking too much over the last year, and <laughs> if our boards are almost identical. Well, I I, I want to have the discussion of like Kuminga versus Barnes here. Really? Because I have um, I'm pulled up here. I have Barnes, Suggs, then Kuminga. Well, I I that's like the next three, but I'm willing to. I think like in terms of like positional intrigue, uh, I think Kuminga I, is I, like Kuming. I yeah. do you, or do you want to start Kuminga or Barnes? Because both are um. Uh, let's Bar- Barnes is like I th- I think sort of extremely intriguing. Yes. Um, I think Kuminga is close, but I th- I think I I just I just I guess my I think Barnes I just screams like a little bit of like less of a thing the Cavs could mess up than Kuminga. I think the Cavs could be like a really bad fit for Kuminga. I I wholeheartedly agree with Kuminga being a bad fit for the Cavs. I I will say this now and I'll say this again. Scotty Barnes, I don't think the Cavs can mess up, but I think the fit's a little clunkier in terms of spacing. Um, but if you send Scotty Barnes to Golden St- and Kaminga, either Golden State or Toronto or one of these teams that are in towards the top of the draft, uh, maybe Oklahoma City because they'll have the opportunity to grow and develop. Orlando is a terrible fit for either of those players. But Golden State... Toronto, like a good team with good player development programs like that, um, or you send them to Oklahoma City where they have all the opportunities in the world to grow and develop. Um, those make more sense for a player like Jonathan Kaminga, but Scotty Barnes, you're right, is a safer bet. I think Florida State's starting to develop a track record of producing high-end defensive prospects that are pretty safe commodities. Um, and uh, Scotty Barnes is the latest of that. Just what intrigues me with him is he's a defensive wing that's just absolutely massive. Can play the four primarily, but can defend one through five, and he can also play point guard as well. And he played point guard for Florida State in the tournament, and he was pretty good at it too. He's um, I don't necessarily think he could be your lead ball handler, but the fact that he has tertiary playmaking ability and that he can move the rock and handle it a little bit and initiate the offense at times that's super intriguing to me. And um. He's only 19. He's going to be 20 years old by the time of the draft, I believe. And he's 6'8", 225 right now. But I think he's going to keep growing and he's going to get bigger. And I think he's an interesting as hell player. Um, reminds me a lot of um, just he, – he screams Orlando. Um, he reminds me of Jonathan Isaac a little bit, but Jonathan Isaac with some playmaking. But um, – I don't know. It just what scares me with Barnes is it's not like a Coro last year where his three-point shot wasn't totally broken. Barnes's shot needs to be completely reconstructed, and if he were drafted by yeah. Cleveland, like their player development staff is known for developing players with wonky shots, like it's Sexton and Osman. And I mean, Osman's a gunner now, <laughs> whether the Cavs want him to be or not. But um, yeah, I don't even know if that's like a cat. I kind of think that was just like Jetty, like being. Yeah, Jetty. it was. That that was a little bit of a dig. My apologies, but um. Their work would be cut out for them if Scotty Barnes is their latest project. Like they'd have to completely reconstruct this shot and hope it works out. But you don't know if that's yeah. a thing. So you could have like a Michael Kidd Gilchrist situation on your hands, and then if you're the Cavs and you take Scotty Barnes three and you end up with an MKG player in a few years' time, like that's not bad, but that's such a miss with the third overall pick. Yeah, it would be um, extremely complicated i think for um uh-huh. some of the like i think him and kuminga have sort of the same concern as like you're gonna have to find ways to make them fit and work in ways that are sort of interesting um we haven't talked much about Suggs. Uh-huh. Suggs would be higher for me if if a sex and trade happens pre-draft yes. and i don't think that's gonna happen neither do i i it, it could it could but 
Suggs makes a lot more sense. I think Jalen Suggs and Darius Garland works on paper. I'd have to see it in execution, but yeah, you'd have to get rid of one of the current guards, and I think they'd keep Garland over Sexton just because they have more financial flexibility right now. Yeah, I also just kind of think they've like they believe in Garland in a way now that has changed. Mm-hmm. I think it's just also part oh, of no. this. I think um, the Cavs are going to be slowly transitioning to Darius Garland being the guy. Um, folks, there's a reason why Darius got the Team USA not over Colin. Um, they see potential in Darius, and I think that's what the Cavs see too. So, do you do you is is Suggs at all in the conversation for you at three? If Colin is gone, yes, because okay, I it really frustrates me that people want to bake their entire Jalen Suggs take based off that game against Baylor. You need to take look at the scope of his entire season, and he was a such a good player for Gonzaga, and he can play point guard and shooting guard, and I think Kevin O'Connor gives like he said like his apex could be like a brandon roy type player if the Cavs could get that kind of player who can also provide playmaking because that's something the Cavs really need um shit i'd be so happy like that's such a good pickup for the Cavs, and i think jalen suggs he's going to be going to toronto at four if everything stays the way they are i think that's a phenomenal get for the raptors um so i don't know i'm not i'm not like i'm not gonna obsess over this but i don't hate the fit if like sexton's gone no, I, I think it becomes like a much more intriguing pick if Sexton's gone. There's a name that I'm going to throw out for six after the break that I think, um, frankly, like I is sort of in the same sort of vein, even if it's a little bit different. I, I think there's just like a very clear, like I think them being at three really makes this very simple. Like I think you're ultimately just going to see them take one of Mobley or Green. And then like Barnes is probably like the runner up of that pick because he's, he's risen like by all accounts into like the four or five discussion um, before um, we go to break do you want to run down our order again because i think we're pretty much in the same order at this point one other thing i want to know the Cavs are going to work out like a shit ton of prospects yeah, as they should they should be familiar with every prospect in the top 10 to 15 just in case like a trade arises that they can't pass up or if they trade back up into the back end of the lottery or something yeah so like they they're gonna get a private workout with Kuminga. They're gonna do stuff with, like they're unless you hear like someone basically he, like reported that like they're not gonna work out with the team. I, I the Cavs are gonna do their homework on this uh-huh. stuff. They're not gonna like just lock themselves in one of those two. But I think ultimately like it would be surprising if it's not Gruden or Mobley at three. They are not working out Cade Cunningham. It's the only player they won't work out. Well, yeah, K- Cade is Cade is basically just said I'm gonna only work out for the Pistons. Yep. yep. That is. That is just like a, I mean, smart on his part. Just lock it down, go your certain uh-huh. way, um, and I, you know, if if they, there's a, the only way that changes if the Cavs do uh, something where like they do the Luca trade or something like Luca S trade to get up to one. That's where like you would get a K to work out, and uh-huh. but there's no indi- I I don't think that's like a thing that's actually like. Realistic. No, I don't think the Pistons are gonna pet- trade this pick. They might shock everyone and take Jalen Green, but I think they're gonna take Cade, and I think they're trying to create some drama, or intrigue, or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's silly season. I, I I also I just think we gotta remember that like this is the time of year where like everybody's lying. Yeah, except me with my Colin Sex and stuff. I promise, folks, I'm not lying. Well, no, no, I mean like specifically with, like draft takes. Like teams are oh, lying. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I'm more than certain. Gavoni, Gavoni is one of the more like ends up being one of the more accurate things. And Chad Ford does, I think, a really good job on a lot of this too. But I think like those are like two of the names you can really like trust. 
Yeah, I mean, like, like if you want to look at like the like a couple years ago, an example of this, like Gavoni had the Shea calf stuff pretty down, like very early in that mm-hmm. process. He had it mocked the date for a reason because the Cavs really liked him, and then it changed pretty close. Yep, to it. sure did. But before All we right, go, uh, but let's here's, our, here's our, our yeah, here's our board: Cade mm-hmm. at one, Mobley at two, Green at three. Did we? we what's our is, is Barnes our consensus yes. four? Do we want to do Suggs at five, and then Kuminga six? Identical order, if that's the order you have so far. Okay, yeah, that's I'm I'm I could flop Kuminga and Suggs. I I am, Um, but the the Sexton part of it just kind of makes it like I think Suggs has to be a little higher, and I just I think Suggs would be a clean for what the Cavs are going to try and do. That like again, like I just think Kuminga on the Cavs, at, at the, depending on how high you pick him. Uh-huh. Um, like if you were there to be at eight, if you did a trade back, which I don't think they're gonna do, nor should they do. But like if they were to do that and he's there at eight, that's a little bit of a different conversation Absolutely. for me. But I, um, I just don't think this team is gonna like be patient, and I don't think Kobe's gonna take a player that is gonna potentially Kobe get fired. Kenneth but all right, we're gonna take Jonathan Kuminga. No, nope, nope, nope. All right, another break here right after this. This episode of Locked On Cavs is also sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON when you visit Bet Online. Again, promo code locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, last segment here. Evan, let's get into some other names. I guess we're going to go beyond our sort of six. Um, I'm going to throw out a name uh-huh. that I want to see just how you react to because I've, I've come to really love this player in the draft process. So this is your seventh ranked player. This is my seventh ranked player. Okay. James Booknight from Connecticut. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm. I've become extremely intrigued by James Booknight. Six five has Book really Knight good size as a wing. I, it, there's the K in there. I don't. I, it's let's just say Booknight. I don't know. I haven't heard it pronounced, so I my apologies. But you're fine, man. I'm just curious. Like, I'll find out. Um, six five, one ninety guard. Good. That's really Did good size. Really Very good six, athlete. Because I have six three in front of me. Six five and shoes. All all heights are all heights are kind of lies. That's the other thing I think we got to remember that all heights are all NBA heights okay, are lies. Ahead. Like Chris Paul is like shorter than you would think. Anyway, um, really good athlete, very creative, has like a very potentially very modern like scoring arsenal. Like there is some passing instinct stuff there. Like I think like if if him and Garland is like a duo and like him is like a supplement to what a is going to provide you is like just really interesting to me. I just think he's the kind of like prospect that like he could, he seems like he's going to be really able to shoot the basketball at a high high level in the NBA. Like, is there some downside? Is he kind of skinny? Yeah. But like, I I think like this kind of wing player, even if it's not like the six, seven wing is really, really intriguing to me. 
Um, and Richard, Richard Stamen from Locked On NBA Draft and at Mavs Draft on Twitter. People have heard on the show, uh, hopefully. If not, there's a really good episode with him back there. Um, this is not a pick that I think the Cavs are going to be in a position to make. He's not a guy that I think is really like in the running for three at all, and he shouldn't be. But I'm I'm very, very intrigued by, by Boo Knight or Book Knight or whatever, how you pronounce his last name. I mean, yeah, I guess so, but... I have him pretty. He's above Corey Kispert in my general rankings. I hate the fit of Corey Kispert unless you're a contending team. But I think I'd take a player with more upside. Like, I don't know. I think I'd rather have Josh Giddy if we were going to reach that low. Oh, I I think Boonite has a lot of upside. I think there's like a lot of 20 years old. I don't think 20 is like so old that it's bad. But you could get an 18, 19 year old. I I think I'd rather have Sharif Cooper over James Boonite. I think Cooper's a little lower than that. I guess like it's interesting. What where are you at on on the various like big wings in this range? Uh, so Wagner, Jalen Johnson. I've become a little more down on Jalen Johnson as we've gotten deeper into this. Um, I'm still on Jalen Johnson because of but the I but I, I like I I would yeah I I would take him at a certain point, but like I'm not as high as him was maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, I really like Moses Moody more than like a lot of the the draft board team too. It seems like he's going to be like a later first round pick, which is sort of intriguing mm-hmm. to I me. I like Moses um, Moody as well. I like Cooper. I think like if a Sexton trade like sort of happens, like that's sort of more of a of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Wagner's. I I don't think going wrong. I just wanted to. Th- I frankly like part of the reason I wanted to talk about Boone is I wanted to add like some drama to this because I just think we didn't. I don't want well, to be stale. And like really, you can make an argument. You can make an argument for Keon Johnson in sort of this range. That's as who well. I have like, is Keon Johnson. Okay, talk about Keon. Keon Johnson. Johnson is a raw as hell player, but his upside is intrigues the heck out of me. He's 19 years old. He's six foot three, 185 pounds. He's explosive. He's super quick. He is a pretty good on ball and off ball defender he shows a lot of hustle um he has an active motor but the only problem with him is he needs to tweak his mechanics a little bit he has to tighten his handle and he's a shaky decision maker like if like i said this is this is a little bit more in the same vein as kuminga at this point where if the Cavs, especially kobe altman and jv bickerstaff i'm gonna lump those two together if they could afford the time to develop a player they could develop an excellent go-to score one day in Keon Johnson, but the Cavs can't afford this. But we're talking like fringe players that could be more development projects, or you look at players that could be winning players in time. And I think Keon Johnson has the potential to be that. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I think he's a lot more intriguing. I think I really do harp on age. I harp on some of the potential I see. Um, He gives me some Gary Harris vibes, but before the core injury issues and then because i'm gonna sound like a hypocrite in a second because i'm gonna talk, actually know wagner's 19 he's a very young sophomore he's one of the younger players in the draft class but i just like keon johnson a lot and i don't know i look i think just back to your boo night or book night whatever you want to say argument i look at other players that have upside too like kai jones intriguing as well but that's if you really want to move on from um jared allen at that point um jalen johnson i really really like and that's who i have underneath wagner because of his athleticism his playmaking but and his open court score is ha- but he needs to improve in the half court um players like Corey kispert i'm out on don't make sense for the Cavs. movis is moody uh, you and i are on the same page with but i think his ceiling isn't as high it seems like it seems like draft twitter is like in love with him Moses and then moody. it's like teams yeah 
And then, and then, like NBA teams in like the big boards you see from the more like plugged in draft scouts have him at like twenty, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Yeah, yeah like he's he's like uh, he's more in the because the, like Cooper is like nineteen in the latest ESPN mock. Well, Cooper might shoot up a little bit because he grew three inches. He's yeah. gone from six one to six four in one measurement. But um, like Chris Duarte, like out on him as well. Like I I don't know. I I could see the intrigue when it comes to this, but I'm more. I like upside plays, and I think like oh, actually, let me talk about this. Davian Mitchell, he's a junior, but he's 22. Like that's a terrible fit for Cleveland. Like I don't have him very high on my Cleveland big board, but Keon Johnson, I just really like a lot. That's just what it is at the end of the day. Keon Johnson could also could you could talk me into him is is like seven. If the Cavs um, traded I, did like that hypothetical Orlando trade and they took Johnson at the eighth pick, if he was available, I wouldn't be upset. Well, let's just end on this. Do you think do you like any of these guys enough to even consider like five and eight as, a, as an option? No, unless you got like a actual intriguing piece that came with those picks. If it was a pick pick for picks swap, no. Because this is a four-player draft. It's Cunningham, Mobley, Suggs, and Green. You pick between those four, and you probably have a player that you can build around for the future. Yeah, um, there's a world where I think Suggs is like at five. Yeah, there is, depending on how Scotty Barnes does in his workouts and interview. Well, Scotty yeah, Barnes like, could be the Patrick Williams of this draft. Yeah. Um, would not shock me if that's the case. I We will see what happens mm. with... Uh, I, I think Kuminga should be in consideration as high as four, too. I, I think if yeah. you love one of these guys at five in a way that like maybe like they're close to you... like. Because the Cavs could have like differing opinions on this, I just I just think it seems like it's very clear that like even if like there are differentiations on like how they like certain guys or teams feel about certain guys and like avoiding quote unquote groupthink with some of the other guys lower below, mm-hmm. I do think like there's kind of a clear hierarchy among like pretty much everyone that's like scouting this draft. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, there's like an overwhelming consensus that like these three guys are sort of like there's the one guy, and then there's the two, then there's the, then there's Mobley, and then there's Green, and then then you can kind of. It could be either beholder, even with green in certain cases. I think the Cavs specifically are just very clearly like a green fit versus otherwise. No, absolutely agree. Any other names we didn't talk about that you want to just hit on before we uh, go? Franz Wagner, I do like a lot, but I think he'd be a lot. He's kind of in that vein with Kaminga too, where but you don't have to be patient on developing with him. I think Wagner is more useful for a contending team or a team that is on the cusp of being a playoff team. If you if you tried to hitch your hopes to Franz Wagner and you were the Cavs, you'd be sorely disappointed. But I think he's a pretty fun player. Kind of reminds me of Gallinari a little bit. So mm-hmm. not a, it's not a harmful player to have at all. Gallinari's been very useful for Atlanta, and I think Wagner will be useful for whichever team drafts him right away. And I I wouldn't hate it if, like, let's say Cleveland, like I said, was able to trade back into the lottery somehow and they took Wagner. Like, shoot. They finally get some shooting support off the bench, and I guess as a little teaser, we'll be talking about shooting support off the bench in our next episode. Yeah, and I think just you, just to name a couple second round guys, I think the Cavs have been in, linked to in terms of some draft stuff. Just as names, here's a couple names that I know that they've at least looked at: Josh Christopher, Arizona State, considered a second round prospect now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Preston, the Ohio prospect, who's shoot, who's I think going to stay in the draft, which is sort of interesting. Um, BJ Boston yep. from Kentucky is another one. There's some other names out there that you maybe hear like I, I like I I'm sure they're gonna do their homework on the G League Ignite guys. 
Um, I think a lot of teams will look at someone like Matthew Hurd who can shoot as a power forward, a little older, but like that, I think like teams will like look at, you know, d- like we'll do like a deep dive on Luca Garza just because like he was like a very good college player who's lost a lot of weight and is trying to play like more modern basketball and see how that translates. There's some other like wings in that second round that are a little older that are still entering, but like I think there's names like Christopher and Boston and Preston and, and otherwise that I think mm-hmm. you should if the Cavs could get a second round pick, I wouldn't. I don't think that's like really a bad thing for them to take a swing on someone like that in the second no, round. Not at all. And I would 100. percent buy. I, I don't like own any NBA jersey at the moment. Nor I do. And it'd be weird to almost own a Cavs jersey, but I would buy a Jason Preston Cavs jersey. I get it, man. When Zeke Marshall um, was, I think he was on the Cavs preseason team. I'm f- pretty sure. Um, if he made the team, I would have bought a jersey. No hesitation. I mean, I, I have a friend who ordered a uh, who's a Penn State fan who custom ordered a Lamar Stevens jersey. Is it Bill DiFilippo? It is not Bill DiFilippo. Oh. I have somehow somehow have multiple Penn State friends in my life. Oh, my mom's Penn State alum, and she's just like, "Oh, that kid went to Penn State. That's cool." And then just moved on with her day. Yeah, just is like whatever sports. What are those? Pretty much. Um, yeah. Oh well. But Evan, it's been fun tomorrow. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna talk about free agency targets. And throw some names out there of names that we think could kind of fit Cleveland. Um, and until then, it's been Locked on Cavs. Everyone have a good one. Bye.